Okay. So, you know, get in touch with what's really needed. Mm. Now, when we're doing meditation, is not like a uh, you know an examination course. It's not a, like a job that you've got to get the results, good results, otherwise you're a loser. It's not a school whereby you've got to get the good grades, otherwise you flunked and you're a bit dismal failure. <laughs> it's not a personality profile where you've got to look nice and have the right shape and be cheerful and so forth. It's not many of these. And these are stains on meditation. <laughs> uh, well, one thing it's about is really finding out what, what is really needed now. And recognizing things are needed. And it uh, doesn't mean we're sort of pathetic and inadequate. But there's a responsibility to understand what's life sustaining, brings forth the best qualities in you, subdues the panic and the anxiety, depression, recrimination, you know, stuff that obsesses you, uh, and for one reason or another, what's needed. I'm referring to energy as like a fundamental medium of experience. Okay, so, you know, Einstein and quantum, all materiality is really energy. It's just kind of, kind of compressed energy into matter and you can also open that out, it becomes light and gravity and so forth. So these, these are, everything is a quantum unit of energy and that's pretty much the way it is in Buddha Dharma. We tend to consider material to be one thing, mind to be another thing, two separate things. And the idea is the mind governs the matter. Mind governs the matter. And it certainly has a part to play, but what governs the mind? Thought? Not really. We have all kinds of emotions crop up, thoughts suddenly pop into our heads, memories happen. We haven't chosen, we dream things, we wake up in a particular mind state we haven't chosen. Thought doesn't govern the mind. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But we often ask it to give me the right answer, give me the idea that will set things straight. Tell me what I have to think about, studies, so as I can get the results. Mm. 
and we apply that to meditation. Get an idea of how to do it. Once you've got the idea of how to do it, where you need to do, where to get to, so you want mindfulness, okay, and then you want uh, a bit of loving kindness, okay, and then you want some samadhi, okay, and I've got some jhanas, and then goes into rather strange stuff, ceasing, enlightenment, awakening, okay, I'll have that too. Line those up, line those dots up, and let's see how we can get there. And this is a approach that is uh, going to cause you frustration, disappointment, despair and a lot of self-criticism because it doesn't actually work. The mind is not governed by thought, reason, planning, structures, schemes, notions, visions. <laughs> it is governed by energy. Mm. And it is released, it is directed by energy. It is distorted by distorted energy. It is muddied by tangled up, confused energy. It is freed by clear, harmonious energy. It is soothed and softened by careful, gentle energy. And it's liberated by liberating energy. When it is liberated, it's no longer governed. Energy quietens down. No longer needed. Mm. Mind is governed by energy. Mm. And what what directs energy? Often desire, fear, anger, mm. joy, love, devotion. They direct energy. So part of our practice uh, is cultivating just coming from the right place. So not putting aside the business model of this and that and this and that. Do your 10 days, do your two weeks, get to this point, that point, you're a success. Putting aside the, the race You've got the, what is it, the 100 metre race. You've got to get to Nibbana at the end of it. And the quickest way to do it, best way. Straightest, quickest way to do it, best way. And there's no race. This is about undoing the race, the competition, the business, the goal orientation. Mm. So we look at what are our energies that can direct the mind that immediately feel good. They don't say, follow this and you'll get good in the end, they immediately feel good. Well, loving kindness feels good. Carefulness and respect feels good. A sense of trust and devotion feel good. Mm. A sense of care, how one places attention, carefulness feels good. 
It's not hurried, it's not rushed, it's not abrasive. It just feels good to be careful, to go carefully, steadily. Listening feels good. Being a receptive listener feels good. And so that energy can direct the citta in ways that are immediately discernible as this is a pleasant thing to do. It feels good. And the feeling good is not about a sensation or a taste or a sight. This is the feeling good in the heart. That's where we've got to come from. Because the feeling good in the heart is always associated with skillful factors. Feeling good here is comfortable, at ease, no stress, not fired up. And it can sit in the body. And when that sits in the body, the body begins to open out. Two go together. As we notice, when we're in a strong hurry or a sense of urgency, energy tends to tighten up, come into the head. It's a pressure. And maybe we lose that open wholeness, that sense of balance and contentment. Oh, this is good. I'm now concentrating. I'm getting nice and tense in the head. This is what I'm supposed to do as a meditator. I sit down and I get that nice, steady, gripped feeling in my head and I focus on breathing in and breathing out. And I count every breath to make sure I've got it right. And if I get it wrong, I go back and start counting again. If I do that long enough, then I'll have constant mindfulness. Yeah. So you pressure, intensity. And I mustn't, if I get it wrong, oh dear, I got it wrong. Okay, try again. Okay, no, I got it wrong. Try again. Back to the breath again. Back to the breath again. Again. Getting intense. Feeling sense of pressure. Uh, not feeling comfortable. But somehow still believing this is the way to do it because we get used to that kind of intensity and compression as being the path to success. Because if you're in business, you know, that that, that does create success. Create, you know, that kind of right tension, grip, hold on, get it focused. Of course, it creates other things too. You have to drink in the evening to get some relaxation and you probably have an extramarital affair to loosen up a little bit and then maybe the age of 45 you've got a bit of a breakdown happening, but uh, never mind. <laughs> you get sort of depressed, but you've been a success. And so that kind of... What hasn't happened, you haven't been whole. 
you haven't been complete, you haven't been balanced. And we sort of know that energy. We know that energy because perhaps when we were at school we were doing it. And the smart kids were good at that kind of doing that, focusing on what they were doing, a tight focus and holding it. Uh, yeah. So you know what it feels like. Oh, this means taking it seriously, taking it topic, meditation is a serious topic, take it seriously, let's got to go to that quality. It's instinctive. Anything I take seriously and it's important, I've got to get that tension going, otherwise it doesn't feel like I'm really putting in the energy. You know, and this is where people say, all oh, this kind of effort, meditation effort, surely this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. You know, I feel strained, I feel critical, I'm always trying to get results, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, right. But it doesn't mean no effort. It means your, most of your effort is to maintain balance, sensitivity in the here and now. And putting aside what isn't needed. Putting aside tomorrow, putting aside yesterday, putting aside what I think I am, learning to carefully drop what you can including, of course, your ideas about meditation. Because if the energy is right, body energy and the heart energy meet, merge, collect, as they collect energy consolidates distracting thoughts pass away uneven moods calm down anxieties wane depression lifts overstimulation cools down the harmony of body and mind acts by itself You're in a system that knows how to regulate. You don't have to do it. You're in a system, you were born in a system that knows how to regulate. Dogs do it all the time. Right? Look around, they look at other dogs, what's happening, jump around and Enough of that, lie down, Oof. enough of that, have a nap. <laughs> and in doggy world, that's, that's fine. I mean, we can't do that, but just see how they, they regulate their energies. And uh, they're not carrying a lot of burdens. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a fight, when it's finished, it's over. They don't hold grudges. Because the energy is released from that, you know, squabble. Whereas, so, now when you have this model whereby there's a regular encouragement, socially conditioned to go up into the head and contract 
to do important things. The head energetically leaves the body. You know, it's cut off from the body. It's kind of sitting on top. Body's somewhere down there, but I've got important things to do. So body can just go somewhere else for a while because I've got to focus on this particular thing. Uh, so this is pretty much social human life. So it leaves the body energetically. Mm. It can do incredible things. You can do amazing things, computer games, um, you know, all kinds of incredible stuff you can do. So who needs a body anyway? And this is where it's at. This is where the fun, adventure, power. When I'm in my head, I'm powerful. I can figure this out. I can calculate that. I can make this. I can plan that. I can download this. I can upload that. And I'm having all kinds of fun and games and I'm in, in charge. I'm in charge of it all. Everything obeys my head. Hmm? Except, of course, your emotions and your body. See what I mean? Hmm? And this disconnect also means that when we do experience an emotion, say a fear or anger or irritation or something, um, we experience that, then we go into our heads and translate it. She's a bad person. She's a nasty, spiteful person. I hate her. <laughs> and I remember that. There she is again, that nasty, spiteful person I hate so much. You know, we've, we've locked it in as a conceptual memory. What happened was, you know, there were a few words spoken, one felt irritated. And now, if you'd have stayed in your body, you might have felt that wave of irritation and looked at each other, said, I'm feeling really upset about that. You stay in contact. Okay, well, yes, and then right, and then, oh, sorry, excuse me, well, that was that. And then emotion finishes. Resolved, gone back to harmony. Hmm? You don't retain it. But when it isn't spoken, when it isn't, you know, we haven't connected to it, felt it, and then it, it and allowed it to pass through, we retain a conceptual impression and call it a person. And you can find in your life you've got all kinds of people living in your head and living in your heart that you feel disappointed by or you feel guilty about or you feel mm, because you haven't allowed the emotion to move through and complete itself because heads don't like emotion it, it's unsettling <laughs> the body's fine with it the body's designed to experience an emotion arise flush through the tissues, breathing in, breathing out. Okay, that signal has been received, responded to, threat has passed, relax, back to normal again. And this is what we call regulation. It happens between people who are skillful who are prepared to be with that, you know, allow that to happen, 
and it can happen internally. When it doesn't happen is when you have, unfortunately, a lot of social contact is really virtual. You don't have the time to process these things with people or you just pass somebody or you get a message, an email from somebody who really annoys you, but they're not there. <laughs> so you just get so-and-so, so-and-so, you maybe they just spelt something wrong <laughs> or made a mistake or, you know, an error or error of judgment. But if you haven't had to process it, uh, you can get these senses of... Um, fixed opinions about people and naturally that occurs then we have to okay feel the anger and disappointment okay. and breathing in breathing out into it the body is designed energetically designed to regulate emotion to regulate threat, to regulate fear, to regulate anxiety, to regulate grief, to regulate disorientation, loss of balance. It's designed to do that. Head isn't. Head is designed to do nice fixed things one after the other, nice and rational. It doesn't deal with this stuff. And so we tend to, from the head's point of view, we can't. I just can't bear that. Yeah. I shouldn't feel angry. I know she's a nice person, really. So I shouldn't feel angry at her. I know she's doing the best she can, so I, I shouldn't feel annoyed. But I do. <laughs> so shame. Shouldn't feel that. But, you know, when you're dealing with it in your body, it's not a judgment about another person, whether she's like this or he's like that. Just recognizing that sense of frustration. Oh no. Disappointment. Arr, tense, hot. Then rather than proliferate around it, how does that feel in your body? Fire, heat, pressure. Okay, good. <laughs> take the person out of the picture feel their sense and then where is it? perhaps it's in your upper chest or your face rage is a face area associated with the face because it's there to demonstrate ok so go from the face continue to spread your awareness down your chest abdomen arms, legs, hands, feet Breathing in, breathing out. Not getting rid of it. Not judging yourself through it. Let the body do the regulating. Now we talk about something like anger, which can seem like a very, you know, strong feeling, but actually we think of things like frustration. I can't get this thing to work. This microphone won't work. That's anger. You know? Oh, the weather, the sun's not shining. Oh, dang it. I feel frustrated because I wanted to go for a walk. And now that's anger. 
it's not you know so this is this is one of the colors that we experience and the result of it is it, it tightens everything up fire is an adhesive quality it tends to tighten fire things up and then we become quite rigid earth element what's needed uh, whole body feeling it the body will know there's the space there's the fluidity mm. it will know if you refer these to the whole body you feel the pressure of work I feel overwhelmed there's so much to do I don't think I can manage it looking at next week I just feel I feel overwhelmed already just the thing of the things that lined up for me oh no I don't think I can do a retreat now because of this all that stuff I got to do I feel okay what does it feel like one word well I got so no no one word but I no no just one word what does it feel like uh, pressure that's it you got it pressure pressure say it again pressure pushing pressure how does that feel heavy pressure weight okay you're getting it now now how does that feel in your body oh, tension in my shoulders sinking in my belly yeah. good <laughs> now continue your exploration down into your feet into your hands and from your hands the palms of your hands out into the to the immediate space in the palms of your hands and the ground beneath you what's happening to the pressure oh I don't know but I'm suddenly feel I'm taking a deep breath that deep breath is your body doing its regulating that's one of the signs of it it's doing its business oh that sort of pressure's abating that's it oh and I'm breathing in I suddenly got a strong in breath that's the body regulating <laughs> it goes ah yeah, because the weight is off. Okay. And then where are you? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, it's okay. And next week, I guess we'll just deal with it when it happens. And some things go wrong. You just manage what you can. You know, who knows what's going to turn up anyway. So let's not get into state of it now. That's it. You got it. You got it. Life is uncertain. Things are going to break down. You never know some, something miraculous might happen. It's all uncertain. What is certain is you have the capacity to regulate the emotions and the energies that come up. As you meet that uncertainty with a head that's trying to make it certain. <laughs> You're meeting uncertainty with a head that's trying to organise it into nice, certain 
strategies and you're getting tense and that tension in your head that you're creating through trying to make things certain creates pressure and the pressure is weighing down on you and giving you emotional anxiety and nothing's happened (laughs) apart from what's happened in your head next week hasn't happened nothing's happening apart from what your head is doing Yeah, maybe it's a reflex we can't, we just do that. Okay, well then you've got to know how to undo it. Oh. You're trying to live your life as a whole body, as a whole breathing life system, rather than an isolated head trying to organise it all in the future of everybody else to make sure everybody else feels comfortable and okay and doesn't blame you because if they blame you you got it wrong you made a big mistake they're never going to talk to you again you made a big mistake you're stupid you're an idiot you're a failure and the blame will come in and you feel pain (laughs) so the blame does come in sometimes here's the blaming what does that feel like fear grief sense of loss and disorientation okay so where's that oh, all over all over okay so let's go down to your feet again your back what about your back oh I didn't notice when I said all over I didn't even acknowledge I had a back I felt this incredible swirling energy it's really, my back wasn't doing it. I didn't even notice it because you'd drawn into the place where the distorted energy is occurring. So that's all you see. You notice the feeling of overwhelm. You notice the feeling of, I've done wrong, I'm guilty, there's something wrong with me. And you go into that energy. So you don't notice where it isn't. This is why you have to train well that's what's happening are your knees knees are okay how about your back how about your middle of your back oh yeah oh yeah I'm going to go to that the energy changes and somebody's blaming me and I can listen to that and I can think hmm it sounds like he's upset oh dear I wonder what's, you have some compassion. And maybe I did something wrong, perhaps he can tell me. Then I can not do it. But I don't feel damned. I don't feel guilt. I don't feel torn up by it and overwhelmed by it. Everybody, we need, we need help. We need navigation signs. We need somebody to give us correction. That's fine. You know, I need to know when to turn left or turn right. That's, I don't need the anger. And if you're angry, then oh, I feel a sense of compassion for you. I'm not going to take it on because my back. Here you are. The back down to the soles of your feet is still there. And the energy there is not tangled up. 
So you take on these turbulent energies and you widen your awareness not to dismiss them, but to carry them through the whole body. This is being blamed feels like this. Of course I don't like it. I feel a sense of shame and guilt and regret. But let's just recognize this is always going to happen sooner or later. We make mistakes and sometimes people misunderstand us. So get used to it. <laughs> and when you're experiencing it, just say, I'm not defending myself or running away. I'm just going to feel what's happening in my back and my feet and listen. And the wave of the emotion then discharges. Okay. Then we might listen again. The person has a something they're talking about, they're troubled by, and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got your point. Thank you. And how are you? You know, this resolves a lot of problems rather than tightening up. No, I never did this. You did, shouldn't do that. Doesn't work. Trying to get it right doesn't work. Trying to do it exactly right so no one will ever find fault with me, no one will ever complain. It doesn't work. what does work, discharge the emotion, look again at the topic, hmm, oh, something to learn here, thanks for the tip. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see your point of view, okay, end of problem, end of story. Mm. So this way we use cultivation to do what's needed to maintain health, balance, sanity, vitality, lightness of being, flexibility. Are these important? And when it comes into harmony, there's a sense of joy. Strange joy, not because of any particular thing, just the joy, a vitality, a heart, energy, joyful just to be here because the heart is a joyful system when it's in harmony its nature is to be joyful you can't command it you can't figure it out but when the energies that govern it and rule it are understood and mollified and processed regulated through the body the heart is joyful that's what hearts are about. <laughs> now, so when we say concentrate, yeah, ekagata, chittang ekagatang, a one pointed with one pointed chitta. Now you translate chitta as heart. Your heart is completely settled 
with its aims and intentions. Its intentions are to regulate, to enter the body, to clear away, to be in a purifying process. That's its point, that's its one point, is to, is to be in this practice, to meet what needs to be met and to deal with it. This is your, this is the one point. And the Buddha says, this we call samadhi. Now you translate it as one pointedness of mind, you probably think my head now is going to concentrate on a particular object. My head is going to concentrate on that object and discern it very clearly. How does that feel? I can feel the pressure building up already. (laughs) I can feel the sense of need to get somewhere with it building up already. What's needed to bring ease, clarity, understanding and joy into your life? Chayati bhikkhave, says the Buddha. Chayati, meditate, absorb into this process. Don't waste your time planning, thinking, worrying, doubting. Don't don't disconnect your head from the rest of your system. Absorb, unify. All I've taught you, I've taught you out of compassion. Practice for your welfare and happiness. And ask yourself, what is needed? And one word, now, not I need to get my life together. That's your head talking. I need to sort out my relationship. No, that's your head talking. When your heart talks, it's, I need harmony. One word, I need trust one word. I need relax, one word. I need acceptance, one word. If it's more than one word, it's probably wrong. Getting too complicated, that's your head talking. One pointedness of heart says one word. And you get it. Oh, goes straight to the heart because that's where it came from. Okay.